Welcome home. I'm Dr. Tama, a minister, licensed psychologist, and sacred artist. And this is Homecoming, a podcast to facilitate your journey home to yourself. While I will provide weekly inspiration and mental health tips, this podcast is not a substitute for therapy. I'm so excited you're on the journey. If you want to request specific topics or share your progress, email me at homecomingpodcasts at gmail.com. Also, after you listen, be sure to like, subscribe, and share. Let's begin. Welcome back, Cojourners. I am so glad that you're here on today. And we have a poem from Sammy. And for those who are new, you can write a poem about your homecoming journey and send it to me at homecomingpodcasts at gmail.com. And here is Sammy's poem. There's a me-shaped hole inside myself, waiting for me to come home. Try as I might to fill the void with others who seem the same. I found out it never truly helps. No one else fits in this space. So I crawl in. It's tight at first. The walls seem to be coming down. Then I relax and I feel loved as the void it wraps around. This emptiness that I once feared is a galaxy of stars, and the sun is not a sun at all, but my big, beautiful heart. Oh, my goodness, Sammy. Thank you so much for that poem. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And it's so true what you say, that the space in us, which is for us, We cannot fill with another person. We cannot fill with another substance, with another thing, with the busyness of work. There is a part in our hearts that is specifically for us. And we have to really be intentional about coming home to that place. And so on today is dealing with dissociation, disconnection, and spacing out dealing with dissociation, disconnection, and spacing out. Some of us have been dealing with so much uh, stress and trauma that we may find ourselves shutting down even without our own awareness. Uh, Dissociation is especially a strategy that has been used for trauma survivors Sometimes when we could not physically escape a place, we would escape in our minds, disconnect in our minds. So children who are survivors of abuse will sometimes report that they felt like they were outside of themselves watching what was happening. Uh, They may have felt like they were in the ceiling, or they may have been escaping, looking out the window, um, or just imagining some place other than where they were. And so dissociation can be a helpful strategy when you're in those circumstances that you can't physically exit. One of the challenges becomes when we grow up and are no longer in that circumstance, Um, and are still dissociating or disconnecting when we feel anxious, when we feel insecure, uh, when we feel uncertain. And 
some people will even lose time while they're dissociating. So they may look up and say, oh, my goodness, what have I been doing for the last hour? What have I been doing all of this time? And so it's one thing to have kind of a momentary I'm checking out or many of you can relate if you've had to sit through uh, board meetings or meetings at work. Uh, that were long and um, you just didn't want to be there. So then you may say, oh, I just escape in my mind and I can sit there looking like I'm paying attention like everyone else, uh, especially now in these uh, virtual meetings, but you can be in a whole nother place. Um, But there is a way in which for some of you, uh, the disconnection is, is creating problems that you are losing time in that way, or it is costing you in relationships because you are checked out, um, or it may even be affecting you at work that time is passing and you don't know where the day went. Um, And so there can be a sense with dissociation or disconnection that you're losing touch with what's going on around you. Uh, And some people will refer to that as I was spaced out or you might observe that in children and say, you know, what is going on with them? It's like they're in another place. There's also uh, being unable to remember things. So feeling like your mind goes blank. And, you know, with any of these, there are times when you may have that occur and it's not a big deal. But then there are other moments where it can be either alarming for you or it can be costly uh, for you in the moment that you're not able to remember that your mind is going blank. Uh, Some people also have the experience um, of what's called depersonalization, which is feeling like you're out of your body, like you're watching yourself from a distance. And again, you know, in a moment of trauma or violation, we can get that, right? And yet there are those who then Uh, That is a prolonged experience where you often feel outside of yourself, outside of the circumstance, like you're watching your life instead of living your life. Some people, the dissociation or disconnection can show up as what's called derealization, where things feel like they're not real, where you feel like your days are a dream or a movie. And so um, we want to be mindful of coming home to ourselves really is uh, about being authentic, but also about being present, right? Because how can I live my authentic full life when I feel like this is not a life or when I am not present for my relationships, for myself, for my dreams, for my goals, uh, when I am losing time? and emotionally shut down or disconnected uh, from people, from places, from the lived experience. And so really to come home to myself is to move from disconnection to connection, to move from floating above things to being grounded in things. Uh, Because when I am grounded and present, I have self-efficacy. So uh, self-esteem is how you feel about yourself. But self-efficacy is your belief in your ability to do, right? And it will be hard for me to feel like I can take action in my life if I don't even feel 
grounded, rooted, connected uh, in the skin that I'm in, in my body, in my bones, in my feelings, uh, in my spirit. And so for those who find themselves sometimes uh, disconnecting or checking out, and for some of you that may be, uh, it, it happens occasionally, and for some of you it may happen very often. And so um, I want to give you some strategies about things you can do when you've been uh, daydreaming a lot or disconnecting a lot and wanting to come home to yourself. And I want to uh, say that this episode is not going to address working with uh, dissociative identity disorder. So with dissociative identity disorder, um, that is when people's identities have split. Um, Some people call that multiple personalities. Um, So we can cover that in a future episode, but this one is more about I'm uh, having moments or seasons when I am checked out, when I am disconnected, when things don't feel real, um, or it is hard for me to stay present. And so the first thing that I want to uh, share with you is the significance of recognizing the roots of the behavior. And so if this is something that you know uh, you've dealt with for a long time, I encourage you to reflect on when this may have started, when this may have um, really began, because sometimes when we feel we don't make sense, it's even more disturbing because we'll say like, what's wrong with me? Or I've always been quote unquote off. Um, But when I can start to recognize when were the early moments that perhaps I wanted to uh, physically leave and I could not. And so I may have checked out, you know, why may I have started checking out at my school or why may I have started checking out in my home? Right. It is not just a matter of something, quote unquote, being wrong with me, but what was going on in my circumstance Um, that contributed to me not wanting to be present. And um, as we reflect on those experiences, it can give us um, a sense of relief and self-compassion of seeing uh, the disconnect in its original form to have been a survival strategy or a coping strategy. And so then it just becomes me giving myself the message that I am not in that place anymore, if you are not, right? That um, it is okay for me to be present. It is okay for me to take up space. It is okay. It is safe for me to feel. It is safe for me to have my own thoughts. It is safe for me to be at home in my body, uh, if indeed it is. And so I can begin to come home to myself when I can distinguish between context, the circumstance, the life experience that may have uh, facilitated me developing this strategy. And am I still in that circumstance or am I now an adult in a different place, in a different space, in a different time with different people? And It is actually safe for me to come home, for me to come home to me, right, within myself. 
And so that uh, reflection helps to shift our understanding of seeing the behavior not as your identity, um, that's just who you are, but instead if I see it as a strategy that I used or that I developed, even that was unknown to me, even beyond my awareness, then if it was a strategy I use, then I can uh, behave in a different way. I, I know that I have options, that I have choices of what I can do when I'm feeling stressed, when I'm feeling uncomfortable, when I'm feeling nervous, uh, that I can open myself to the possibility that there are a range of options available to me when I feel uncomfortable. So as a child, I had very limited options of what I could do. But now in my present reality, when someone or something is making me feel uncomfortable, is making me feel uh, afraid, uh, is making me feel threatened, uh, for me to reflect on what um, are the options? What are the things I could say or the things I could do? What are the ways I could move my body uh, instead of freezing and disconnecting? Can I stand up and walk out of here? Uh, can I speak up and say something about what is happening? So distinguishing your past moments of vulnerability to your present life experience and expanding your view of your options. Not only that, it is helpful to uh, remember your breath in those moments. Many of us, when we are stressed or uh, confronted with trauma or triggers, reminders of the trauma, uh, when we freeze in our bodies, we often hold our breath. And some of you even now may have been listening to the podcast and not breathing, right? Breathing from a very shallow place. And so I invite you in this moment, if it feels right for you to rest your hands on your heart or your hands on your abdomen uh, or your hands on your forehead and take a cleansing breath, feeling your lungs fill up with the air. And then at your own pace, exhaling. And as I breathe, it brings me into the present moment. It brings me back into my body. It brings my awareness into my thoughts and my feelings. And so when you start to feel yourself drifting or floating away, placing your hands on yourself and taking breath, recognizing if you've been holding your breath, that when I hold my breath, it gives my body, it gives my uh, systems uh, the message that we are in danger. And so then I am now responding from that place. But as I take breath in slowly at my own pace in a natural rhythm, it communicates to my physical body, to my emotions, my mind and my spirit, it is well, I am okay. I am okay. And so I can be at home. I can be at home with myself. And so uh, I encourage you uh, throughout the day to just take moments where you check in, take sacred pause, and center in on your breathing. And so we know that breath is healing. 
Breath is restoration. When people spend time in meditation, focusing on the breath, there are a number of mental and physical health effects. And we also know that those who come from faith tradition often associate breath with God or breath with the Holy Spirit or breath with the life force um, or breath with healing. And so we center in on the breath and we are reminded of our capacity to be present with ourselves. Another important strategy are grounding activities. And so um, in our grounding, and grounding is it, it connects you with the present moment. And so there are some um, grounding movements that are related to dance or with yoga or with stretching. And so if it um, aligns with your body, you can think about um, reaching up to the sky and then slowly bringing your arms down as a way of centering yourself in the present moment. And so I reach up and stretch and feel the reality of my body in this moment it brings me home to myself. And then as I'm breathing, I slowly lower my arms and allow myself to be present. You can even put your hands in a prayer position in front of your uh, heart, uh, pressing your hands together gently and taking cleansing breath in that posture that grounds you in this moment. And then another posture is if you uh, separate your legs, move your legs apart about uh, hip length, hip width apart and bend your knees. So for the dancers who are on, we would say a plie. So I bend my knees and connect, remind myself I am grounded, I am connected with the earth, I am present, I am not floating somewhere out there. I am here, connected to my power. And a lot of African dance, traditional African dance is with the knees bent and connected down toward the earth. Uh, reminding ourselves of our strength, our power, our presence. And so you may want to just bounce your legs in that position, bouncing your knees, or you may just want to bend your knees slowly and stand up, take a breath, and bend your knees slowly and stand up and take a breath. Lunges can also be very helpful when I'm seeking to ground myself. So putting one leg in front and one leg behind and the front leg is bent and the back leg is straightened. And then you can uh, put your arms to the side so that you can feel yourself, feel your arms being present, your legs being present, feeling your neck and your spine as you take breath. And so lunging can be a form of grounding and then one final uh, grounding posture I'll mention is uh, laying down and uh, curling up in a ball. And so uh, in that curling up, I am aware I am holding myself, that I am present with myself, that I am safe and protected uh, in this little circle, right? Not disconnected out there 
but I am so close within myself, I can actually physically feel my heart beating, right? I can be tuned in uh, to my heartbeat. And so I encourage you, if you're starting to feel disconnected, to either try the stretching up to the sky, the bending toward the earth, your lunges, your prayer or meditation position, or laying down and allowing yourself to curl into that fetal position, right, of nurturing and nourishing yourself. It is also really helpful to connect with your senses. And so texture can be important. So some people have a favorite blanket. Many people now are getting those weighted blankets to help them sleep. Um, along with certain textures, uh, fabric that can be soothing. Um, there's also, of course, water. Taking a bath or shower can bring you present to yourself. Aromatherapy and smelling scents that are soothing for you, that are calming or familiar. A favorite perfume or a scent that reminds you of a person. The smell of flowers or oils can be really uh, grounding. Certain music can bring you into your presence. So some music kind of may make you feel like you're drifting or daydreaming or fantasizing. Um, but if there is a certain song that really connects you back to yourself, that reminds you who you are and allows you to be in the present moment, that can really be healing. And then a big one around your senses is looking around so that you can remind yourself of the present moment instead of being lost in the past, worried about the future or fantasizing about a different reality, to take a look around and say, what are five things that I see in this space around me? And what do I hear? And what do I feel? What do I smell? And is there anything I am tasting in the moment? Or sometimes putting, you know, um, a piece of fruit or candy uh, or even ice in your mouth can bring you back to the present moment. It's important that you have a support team, um, people who uh, you can confide in and talk to about your journey. And that can be a therapist, family, friends, a partner. And when people know you well, then sometimes they're able to observe when you're checked out and that can help to bring you back to the present. And if you have a loved one who sometimes does that, you want to be mindful that you don't say something in a shameful way, right? Because people are trying to manage in the way they know how to manage, but you can just say, are you here? You know, and that is a way of shifting their attention from in their head, wherever they are, back to the present moment, right? Or you can, you know, give them uh, some tea or some water to drink. You know, you might say, do you want uh, a blanket? So if you, you know, make an offering a way of engaging. So it's acknowledging that you're seeing they're kind of spaced out or disconnected or dissociating. And that brings them to the present. And I want to say I use all those different terms because for some people, they either have never heard the term dissociation or it feels too clinical to them. But I also want to acknowledge that there are those who prefer the term dissociation and may experience the term spaced out 
as like an insult or offensive. So I want to cover the range of language that people may prefer. And then the last thing I'll mention is you may want to start uh, journaling more because as you journal, you can start to note or keep a log of what was happening right before I, I lost time, right before I spaced out, right before I disconnected. Because then you can start to identify what are the things that are um, stressful for you or what are the people or things that make you feel unsafe. And then I can um, address those issues so that I reduce uh, the time that I feel I need to escape and that you are present with our homecoming community. I invite your soul to tell your heart, mind, body, and spirit, welcome home. <laughs>